Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 153 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm plain old Sasa. And this episode is sponsored by Jennifer Lopez. Whoa! Thank you, Jennifer. I didn't know she listened. That's super cool. <laughs> Say hey to A-Rod for us. <laughs> oh my. Aren't they divorced? They were never married. They're engaged. Wah, wah. Uh, wait, I'm thinking about the other guy she married. Jennifer, I apologize. I don't think that's the Jennifer Lopez we are discussing. <laughs> you never know. This we Jennifer love you Lopez, just as much, thank you. Oh my Trust. gosh. <laughs> so today we will be discussing the second half of chapter 19 of Harry Potter in the Order of the Phoenix. The Lion and the Serpent. So make sure that you have read that half of the chapter and you're ready to, you know, poke your way through those details before we begin. Mm, makes me out How's, right. uh, you know, weekly profit things? It's been a while. I do. I, um, there hasn't been a lot lately, but oh I, boy, I found something. K-Swiss brings me back to my K-Swiss. Let me click this link. So K-Swiss and Harry Potter are teaming up to bring Wizarding World themed sneakers. Are these more affordable than the Vans? I I only see one pair. No. (laughs) K-Swiss is expensive? I don't know. Are they? They're firebolts. What? So I want to say, but I think it was like in the year of like when kids at my grade school would wear, mind you, we weren't allowed to wear these during like our days, like normally because we had uniforms, but they would wear like K-Swiss and like Adidas, but they wouldn't tie them. Um, like they wouldn't be tied. Like they just would be like, they tie their side. There's the, they tie the laces and shove them in the shoes in a certain way so they could just put their shoes in. I, and I feel like, I don't know if I had K-Swiss or if I had Adidas. I think I had Adidas, but I also had fake Adidas that broke that my mom called to yell at the store, but she called the wrong store. That was mortified and hung up on them. But yeah, sorry. K-Swiss. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you're going to get for me today. It's been a long week and it's Monday. Oh my gosh. No, but if you look at these shoes though. I don't like them, but that's I like opinion. a good black sneaker it has to be a yeah. certain kind of look for me like those i don't care for they remind me of the shoes i had at fireball fireball uh, in a cafeteria mm. i don't care they're okay them. they remind me of the uh, nikes style. i've got 
going on. They've got like they're uh, called the hair. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to tell them it looks like wood. Yeah. yeah, they're called the Harry Potter X K Swiss Firebolt Hyper Court Express. That's a lot. Do they make you run faster? Probs. Can you run 150 miles per hour? Yeah, yes. for yeah. Sure. I mean, I'm buying them. Says it on them. the box. <laughs> so, yeah, that is. Um, that's all I got. Is it only those shoes? I think it's just one pair. It's just not my style. Ooh, it's one hundred and twenty dollars, man. I'm actually kind of surprised it's not more for a good shoe. Uh, here's the thing: you know? I love shoes. You know this. I'm not paying one hundred and twenty dollars, which is I have paid them for much of a shoe, but it was significantly on sale. I'm not paying full price shoes for a shoe, especially tennis <laughs> shoes. I never pay. I refuse to pay full price because I don't want to buy them because I have to wear them for work. Um, I love shopping the clothes. You are just for full shoes. of stories today, yes. my lady. <laughs> I just don't. I'm not. I don't. No. 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 And I buy good shoes. I just wait for them to go on sale or have coupons. That's great. Yeah. Yep. That's life. I got a special one for you today. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm excited because I'm in the mood for it. Ro 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 recap. Ooh. Recap. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That makes me think of your daughter. Need to tell you the chapter again. <laughs> if I'm not back again this time tomorrow, read, read again. On, read on, <laughs> as if nothing really happened. <laughs> Gorgeous. This one's short because. It was half a chapter. <laughs> literally, literally like two sentences. Look at how long this summary is. <laughs> That's okay. Summary. All right. Harry is feeling fine after that successful Dumbledore's army meeting. I couldn't remember what DA stood for <laughs> and really had to think about it. Could have said DA. I should have. <laughs> the Dom meeting. The uh, Ron played his first official Quidditch match, and the Slytherins are like super rude. But then they lose, so, like, you should just be nice in life because you don't win if you're not nice, okay? Right, Meg? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I got some sad news for you, Katie. What? As we know, as Katie has said, the Gryffindor team has won. Yeah! But that does not and did not stop <laughs> Crab from hitting a bludger at Harry. Rude. And then also did not stop Malfoy, who kept insulting the Weasley family and then Harry's family. Double rude. rude. So then a fight breaks out between Malfoy. It's Malfoy versus Harry and George. <laughs> Fred couldn't fight because people were holding him back, um, which led to discipline from McGee, who was rudely interrupted by Umbridge because the ministry and Umbridge can't stay out of things that they don't need to be involved with. Umbridge has the authority now to ban Harry, Fred, and George for life. From quotage, not, you know, just from life. You're banned from life. (laughs) What would you do? Just be... Yeah. What a pair of pompous, some things I can't say, Umbridge and Fudge. Poor Ron feels terrible... It wants to quit before learning about the punishments that his friends and brothers are facing. Well, friend and brothers. I don't know if he considers his brothers friends yet, but whatever. And he feels even worse. But the silver lining is guess who is back, baby? Guess who's Rubius Hagrid, keeper of keys and crowns at Hogwarts, care of magical creatures professor, is back. All around awesome dude. The only good thing in this chapter. Well, I guess Gryffindor's winning. Who cares? But uh, yeah, I that's Hagrid not good. is back. Hagrid is back. Hagrid's back. 
back again. Hagrid's Tell a friend. Back. Did you guys Tell get it? Hagrid's back. Is he I'm back? And the Ministry and Fudge all suck. Whoa. Hagrid's back. Whoa. Children, you know I put. Podcast. You see what I put? Calm down. Did you see what I put? I saw what I you did. put. See what you put. You put some swears. I did. But she bleeped him out even in here. I did. This is true. I was getting fired up writing my notes today, and I was like, Tiffany should not have given me the section talking about Umbridge because what a witch, and not in a good way. This Sasa's on fire. There's a lot happening at the moment. Hagrid's back. Uh, let's just get into this. One. Tiffany, <laughs> did you know that Hagrid comes back at the end of this episode? I didn't. Oh well, now you do. Okay. At the end of this episode, not the chapter. That is. I mean both. Both. Really. <laughs> The the PS1 Hagrid is just the literal worst. That's my favorite. Terrifying. Anyway, Scriffinor 1, they're saved because of Harry Potter. You know, always. Always. In Quidditch and in life. So the goals that Ron let go by didn't matter. Nothing matters. It's like, whose line is it anyway? (laughs) Whose Quidditch match is it anyway? (laughs) That was a good Points. show. Oh, I love that show. So good. So no one's going to remember Ron letting all these goals go by as long as Gryffindor won. But I also said, fat chance, buddy. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like Why that? are you laughing like that? Oh. I can laugh at whatever way I want to laugh. No. Yeah. And then something happens. Wham! But not the band. <laughs> Harry, wake me up before you go go. Wake me up before you go go. <laughs> Harry got hit in the back, the small of his back, with a bludger. Who hit it? Uh, crab. Crab. And but here's the thing, he fell all the way off of his broom, and I don't think I remember that in all my other rereads, or it didn't really like register with me. But he fell about like five or six feet onto the ground. I know, especially if it's on the sixth end. Yes. But how many DeVitos is that? Uh, Well, we have a converter. We could send that. Like one in what? One in a... One in a sum? Three-fourths. That's a lie. One in like... Uh, Six feet, Vinny, please. Yes. So he wasn't exactly hurt, but he was winded when he hit the ground because the ground is frozen, and obviously that wouldn't feel very good to fall that far. It is 1.244 DeVitos. There we go. Madam Hooch blows her whistle and the students in the stands were like in a complete uproar because it's a blatant foul. So the Slytherins were probably like, yeah. And the Gryffindors were probably like, no, you know, because exactly like that. Yeah. (laughs) No, no snakies. No. There were catcalls. There was jeering. There's yelling. And then there was a thud. And Angelina's frantic voice. So Angelina's asking Harry, she's like, are you all right? He told her, yes, I'm fine. She helps him to his feet. And Madam Hooch is on the scene. And she's talking to one of the Slytherin players. It's Crab. So when he saw that Gryffindor won, he basically took his anger out on Harry for catching the snitch. And then. He's an unkind individual. Well, we know this. All of the Slytherins? What? No, crap. Well, he's the one yes. that sets the fiend fire in the room yes. of requirement. Well, you know, karma. And he dies. Oh. Karma. He does. He dies by his own curse. Doesn't Goyle die? I'm pretty sure it's crab. Hmm. 
Well, they're both oh, bad. Oh, they switched it in the movie. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, they had to yeah. switch it as the character. One of them the was... Because um, uh, I remember Malfoy, when they're like outside the wall, he's like, crab. Mm. And Ron is I like, he's legs. dead. Ron is very like over Malfoy at that point. Hey, like, you know he what, has though? no. Well, you almost killed him all. Correct. Correct. I would be Ron. Dude, we're fighting Voldemort and I'm going to get killed by some freaking fire. Not cool. I'm going to go down fighting and not something that can get doused with water, which really fiend fire doesn't, you know, there's a whole other whatever. But like, no. But shout out to him for destroying a Horcrux. <laughs> Way to go, you. Little did you know. Thank you for helping in our mission to destroy the Dark Lord. <laughs> and back to this chapter. Here comes Malfoy being a Malfoy. He was, quote, white-faced with fury. He was so angry about losing to them. He was, it says, sneeding. <laughs> He's sneering. That sounds like a Dr. Seuss word. Huh. Sneeding and sneering. He's sneeding at them and says, saved Weasley's neck, haven't you? He said to Harry, I've never seen a worse keeper. But then he was born in a bin. Did you like my lyrics, Potter? What an- Mm, it's so aggravating. I know, but no swear. Such a child. Yes. So he's sore loser. He, he's it's Quidditch, guys. It's Quidditch. It's also high school Quidditch. Which I say this when I get I get real fired up if I'm making an Ed Ignatius game. But still, I'm not calling the other team losers and like making songs up about him. So <sighs> he's very upset, right? And Harry does the right thing, and I'm very proud of him for this. He does not answer him and he turns and he starts to walk away that's hard to do it is and it's really it's the good right thing to do so the rest of the gryffindor team starts to land around him because everybody else is still in the air at this point except for ron ron dismounts his broom over all the way over by the goalposts and he's already making his way to the locker room he's gonna change and be done he needs to be by himself right now. Because honestly, if you're thinking about it and you think about the things that he thinks about in Seven, when that Horcrux is around his neck and it's pulling out all of his feelings. Yeah. Harry saved him again. Harry's the winner again. Not to be nitpicky, but he does not change because he's still in his Quidditch stuff later on in the evening. I think he literally just like needed to not. Well, whatever. He's by be himself. Be around him because if you just said like he thinks he's like such a disappointment to them all that he doesn't even want to be around them. Mm-hmm. He does. I feel like also walk. he d- he doesn't feel like he deserves to celebrate mm-hmm. a win mm-hmm. because he didn't do anything to help right. contribute to that win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Ron. But yeah, like literally, Harry's better than me. Everybody else is better than me. You know, all these thoughts are probably like really going through his head right now. And Malfoy continues to yell out because he's desperate to make someone hurt. Right. He wants to hurt someone. He's getting no reaction. So he continues on, quote, we wanted to write another couple of verses. Malfoy called as Katie and Alicia hugged Harry. But we couldn't find rhymes for fat and ugly. We wanted to sing about his mother. See, not okay oh nay nay it makes me so angry because she's ah. he's grasping he's trying this is the equivalent of a toddler screaming and kicking yeah he wants a reaction he's gross i don't care for him in this moment like he's literally trying to find all the things he can say to tear you down Mm -hmm. at your core yes he wants a reaction 
Angelina is so completely over him. She's casting him a disgusted look and she says, talk about sour grapes. And I was like, oh, where does that phrase come from? Wine, probably. Or jam. Are you going to tell us? Tell us, oh, the wise Gryffindor. Oh, let me tell thee about grapes that are sour. <laughs> <laughs> They're grown out of mine. <laughs> um, Aren't green grapes more sour? I, I don't know. A, I love a good green grape. A green grape. So the phrase originated in Aesop's fables in a story called The Fox and the Grapes. A fox Fox's sees... Foxes rule. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Odoyle rules. Foxes rule. Yeah. <laughs> so in this fable, a fox sees a juicy bunch of grapes hanging from a trestled vine. And he yearns to have them. And after several failed attempts to reach the grapes, the fox realizes he'll never get them and walks away. In an attempt to save his reputation and cure his smarting ego, the fox says the grapes were sour anyways, so he never really wanted them. Oh, my gosh. The term had seen significant popularity in pulp culture, lending itself to the names of multiple hit songs in 1998 film by Larry David and more recently the documentary showcasing Rudy Something's counterfeit wine scandal on Netflix. This article was published in uh, 2017 in April. And that's from vinepair.com. You're welcome, America. And other countries. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so the world. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. World. I'm going to go universe because we all know everybody else is listening to. <laughs> so Malfoy, he's not getting a reaction. So he's going to keep on going. Quote, we couldn't fit in useless loser either for his father, you know. I wonder if he's just jealous because, like, the Weasley family, their kids are loved. Not that Malfoy isn't really loved. But... Sick bird. Genuinely, though, I'm sure that Malfoy probably yearns for a relationship with mm-hmm. his parents like what Ron has. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Most diff. And I don't blame him for that, but you no. don't need to be a sour grape no, about it. but he's raised by Luscious. True. Who's a Richard? Richard! His name is actually Luscious Richard Malfoy. It's actually Richard Luscious Malfoy. Oh, uh, got it. My bad. Mm. All right. My part's done. Um, so at this point is when Fred and George realize what Malfoy is talking about. Yeah, because before they couldn't hear. Yeah. They were far enough away. It was, they were probably just like Ignoring focused me. on something else. And then now they've, they've latched on to Malfoy's talking and they understand what he's saying. Yes. Do you know what I bet happened? I bet that they heard Malfoy's voice and the word father. Mm-hmm. And he was probably words. like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Harry is trying to hold. I can't remember who he's holding. I think he's trying to hold George back. Yeah. Um, and they're like. They just start like shaking. They're so angry. Harry's hand is stiffening too because I think that he's starting to lose control of himself as well at this point. Because, like, he, like, you know, like Tiff said, he originally turned to walk away, but Malfoy didn't stop. So now (laughs) Harry's seeing Fred and George's reaction. He's like, he can't let it go either. And Angelina is desperately trying. Yes. (laughs) You just said. Like, 
they're losing control. And all I could think of was that Missy Elliott song where it's music makes me lose control. And all I could think of is Malfoy makes me lose control. <laughs> I don't know who Missy Elliott is. Will you leave? Oh my God. Yes, you do. So, um, <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> Yes, you do. I really don't. You're Missy Elliott. Really Look liar. at your mouth. <laughs> I'm only laughing because you're laughing. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Sure. Um, so Angelina is really trying to make them just walk away. She says, leave it. Taking Fred by the arm as well now. Leave it, Fred. Let him yell. He's just sore he lost. The jumped up little. Hello. And then Malfoy sneers again. But you like the Weasleys, don't you, Potter? Spend holidays there and everything, don't you? Can't see how you stand the stink. But I suppose when you've been dragged up by muggles, even the Weasleys hovel hovel? smells okay. Mm -hmm. Is that what that word is? I don't know what that means. Yeah. Like his home? Their home? I'll look it up. Um, So now he, I think at this point, Malfoy saw Harry like get rigid and like, he could feel the anger emanating off of him. So he's like, I'm going to push more. It is an unpleasant or simple, simply constructed dwelling. Mm. He's a jerk. Uh, so Gryffindor, the whole, like the rest of the Gryffindor team was trying everything that they could to hold Fred and George back. But Malfoy was laughing. And I said, this is the kind of behavior like for like Malfoy always annoys me. But like at the end of the day, like, I feel bad for his situation, but it's these kind of moments where I'm just like, dude, you make my skin crawl. You make me so angry. Like it's just childish. Like at this point, they're 15. Some of them are 16. The twins are even older. Like, come on. I just, he makes me so angry. Wasn't my, you know, oh my God. (laughs) Harry, at this point, he in his mind, he's just like, I I need Madam Hooch because maybe she will de-escalate this for me. But she's currently caught up with Crab still yelling at him for his illegal bludger attack. Um, so Malfoy, I'm sure, notices this as well and pushes more. Or perhaps you can remember what your mother's house stank like potter and weasley's pigsty reminds you of it way too far like way uh, too far uh yeah malfoy's the literal worst so harry at this point doesn't even realize that he's released george because he and just wanted to like cause at this point he just wanted to cause as much harm as possible to Mm -hmm. Malfoy he forgets that the teachers are watching he doesn't care and he punches him hard in the stomach with the snitch still in his hand love it what are you guys sniggering at nothing nothing you're good (laughs) so uh He could then hear girls' voices screaming. Malfoy was yelling. George was swearing. A whistle was blowing and the bellowing of the crowd around him. But he did not care. Not until somebody in the vicinity yelled impedimenta. And only when he was knocked over backward by the force of the spell did he abandon the attempt to punch every inch of Malfoy he could reach. Okay, so here's here's something out of a teacher's mouth. I do not condone this behavior, but things happen. Malfoy had this coming. Too. When you have no, that, I, when somebody, if somebody were to say that to me, my reaction would be literally Harry's. Here's my thing, though. I, I just, 
I do not agree with Malfoy at all. And I can totally understand Harry doing it, but it's still not okay to fight people. But I said the same thing you did. <sighs> Here's my thing. I'm totally a hundred percent on Harry's side and I get it. I just, I don't like, I don't condone it. No, but I get do it. I. But sometimes stuff happens. Yeah. So uh, Madam Hooch was the one who cast Impedimenta and Harry can see Malfoy curled up on the ground, whimpering and moaning, and he has a bloody nose. Fred has a swollen lip and George was still being restrained by the rest of the team. Um, Madam Hooch yells at the at the team, basically. Well, really, Fred and Harry to go to your heads of house office you have that type wrong because fred did not have a swollen lip so is it the other way around yeah fred fred Sorry. is being held back george was the one george yeah they're twins and they look the same <laughs> oh my gosh so george has a swollen lip fred's being restrained um that's right because harry was holding george and harry let go of george anyway so yes yeah, so madam hooch says go immediately to your head of house office now and Harry and George march off the pitch, both of them panting, neither saying a word to each other. The howling and jeering of the crowd grew fainter and fainter until they reached the entrance hall, where they could hear nothing except the sound of their own footsteps. Harry became aware that something was still struggling in his right hand, the knuckles of which he had bruised against Malfoy's jaw. Looking down, he saw the snitch's silver wings protruding from between his fingers, struggling for release. Um... And I said that this is probably one of the more satisfying Malfoy moments because he actually gets what's coming to him. And I just think all those times, like, yes, Harry and George are being sent to their head of house office and they're going to get punished, unfortunately, pretty badly because Umbridge is going to come into it. But um, usually it's Snape that will step in. And he'll just like take points away from Gryffindor and they'll go on their merry way. Yeah. Whereas like, at least in this situation, and like, I know, I know this is a Slytherin thing to say, but at least in this situation, Malfoy felt this too, you know, what? like pain. <laughs> yes. Honestly. No, I mean, physical. like, cause normally like Malfoy will say something that is incredibly rude and just uncalled for. And he gets, nothing taken from him nothing oh. like nothing gets taken from him nothing he doesn't feel did any like snape, hurt or did upsetness snape do like, anything? i don't know if we we don't hear anything at the end of this chapter the only person that got in trouble besides harry ron or harry um, no i so mean his because, question, he, his because, punishment punched, because he gets was, punched because he got punched like yeah like okay maybe he doesn't lose any house points or whatever but like at least something he's gonna remember this oh, and be like boy. oh harry beat well i think up. he won't does he does he after this does he do anything like this when there's a big group of Gryffindors around again? I don't think so. It's very much I can't just remember. like one-on-one -on -one after that. Next year, he's like out of the picture. He's yeah. His head is down. He doesn't care about anybody else. Well, he's got a lot of things he's got to worry well, about. You're not wrong. But like, I, I don't know. I don't like the... Well, never mind. I don't like that. Okay. I just... It gives me satisfaction that he at least doesn't come out of this unscathed. He has, even though there's massive injustice that's about to happen. You're just saying is, that he got 
a form of a consequence. Yes. Okay. Even though it came directly from Harry and George and only Harry and George and not necessarily like... I bet Snape didn't do anything. No, I'm sure he didn't. But like, he still had a consequence and it was... He felt pain. He had a bloody nose. And that felt good. It was like watching Hermione punch Malfoy in the third movie, you know? Just like (laughs) felt good. That felt good. That felt good. Yeah. And that's it for the green? That's it for the green. This is a a short half, I quote that, of a chapter. Well, you say that now, but, you know, we find a way to make it long. (laughs) How many? How much of that is laughing? Mm, <laughs> probably a lot. <laughs> um, there's where we get some good stuff going on. Yeah. So before Harry and George, I almost said Fred. Thanks, Meg. I'm sorry. I it's got okay. Them, I got them messed up. Before they even get to McGonagall's office, she is coming up hot behind them. She's livid. She's like tears her scarf off from her throat. She's like, you guys better explain yourselves. She says that, quote, she's never seen such a disgraceful exhibition. So she's mad. Which she was in the stands then. So I want, so she just go go straight to her office from the pitch. I Maybe. So. Like, <laughs> she's like, I Maybe. know she sent him to me right. anyway. <laughs> right. She starts, uh, gets a head start. <laughs> Harry's like, uh, Malfoy provoked us. And she's like, provoked you? And she slams her fist on her desk so her little biscuit tin bursts open oh and uh ginger newts fly all over the floor oh man oh god ginger newts pick them up pick them up eat them quick five second rule (laughs) not a thing that's absolutely why not it's scientifically proven that it's not a thing yeah it's pretty gross send me a link i'm not google google it yourself you've got fingers (laughs) you got the technology to do it (laughs) you got fingers (laughs) just ask siri um, and she goes on to say, yeah, Malfoy had just lost. Of course he wanted to provoke you. Like, what could he have possibly said to justify what you guys did? And George immediately immediately is like, he insulted my parents. He insulted Harry's mom. Um, and McGee's like, you should have left it to Madam Hooch. But she's interrupted by, oh, you know who? A little hem hem from Umbridge. <laughs> hem hem. <laughs> So she's in the doorway. Do it again. That no, was so cute. no. <laughs> <laughs> I only. Come on, do it. Nope. Come, Come on. on. <laughs> <laughs> so here's Umbridge in the doorway, who's wearing a green tweed coat. Ooh, which, how telling! Oh, which just enhances her, you know, toad-like resemblance. Nice. Does and, Harry say that? Yes. Well, in his head. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and quote: She was smiling in a horribly sickly horribly sickly ominous way that harry had come to associate with imminent misery this is literally what she's been waiting for oh yeah in the (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah in the discord i don't remember exactly who brought it up but they questioned like was this on purpose like did umbridge ask malfoy to like do everything he could i don't think so just to try and get harry in trouble for quidditch to Um, lead to what's gonna help happen i much of a Hothead. <laughs> Words no, I'm not allowed to say. Germany. Like, you know, <laughs> that's just something that Malfoy would do just I to agree. get a rise out of them. Like he would get that enjoyment and that, you know. I agree. Having said that, I don't. I don't think it was, but I wouldn't put it past her. Yeah. 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 I just yeah. kind of feel like the whole like song and everything like <sighs> that. I don't. 
I can't give Umbridge credit for that because like this stemmed from the song. Right. So like he was basically continuing his provoking yeah. of them with added lyrics to the song he was writing. This is 100 percent Malfoy. No questions asked. Yeah. Is straight up his alley. Something he would do. Like, can I don't. See, can you see if like Malfoy was in Umbridge's office and they're like writing the lyrics to the song? I... <laughs> yeah. No, they would oh do my it God. all on their own. Mm. Um, so Umbridge has the audacity to ask McGonagall if she needs help and McGonagall's like oh what do you mean help you're new here um and Umbridge is like why I thought you might be grateful for a little extra authority and Harry thinks <gasps> Harry says he wouldn't be surprised if sparks flew out of McGonagall's nostrils <laughs> um so McGee's like uh no you thought wrong and then she turns back to the boys and she's like, you better listen close. I don't care how Malfoy provoked you. I don't care if he in insults every family member you possess. Your behavior was disgusting. You both get a week's worth of detention. And I like how she's like, don't look at me like that, Potter. You deserved it. Don't look at me. Um, and Umbridge interrupts them again with another ready, Meg. Hem, hem. Hem, hem. Um, and McGee closes her eyes, hmm. praying for patience, which I can just like. Oh my god, I can just feel everything who, she's feeling. Who is Harrigane? What? <laughs> Where did I put that? She's gonna turn to face Harrigane. I totally lost my place. Don't make fun of my typos. Interstrups. <laughs> I was gonna say, that's after she interstrups. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Harrigane. Um, so I'm Harrigane, you know? Right. Umbridge is like, I think they deserve more than detention but realistically let's talk about this for a second oh please do 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 you and like we all know we've talked about this to death that mcgonagall is not shy of taking away all the house points oh, from gryffindor get yeah for her like against her Griff own gryffindors but like what would you do like i don't i think a week's worth of detention is good enough i think that's, I, yeah i feel yeah. like if this happened like say this happened at my high school growing up they would have kicked you off the team you can't get into a physical fight and stay on they, They're not, but Tiffany, they're not kicked off the team. No, I know. They're banned for life. I know. I'm just saying, like, for you would get life. kicked off the team for Robert that year. Ghost would come back. Harry, she's dead. Harry's going to get on a Quidditch team and she's going to come back for life. I banned you. That's what her ghost would say. <laughs> what just happened? There's... <laughs> I can't get over what your mouth I just know. did. I can't even do it. I, I don't. Know. <laughs> that hurt my head. I know. Oh. Now. now, how do I spell that for an episode title? <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> oh, that, like literally, my head hurts doing that. Anywho, uh, yeah, anyway. no, that would totally happen. Know, what do you think that what do you think would have been done at our school i mean you didn't go to the I, same one no, <laughs> our schools. i feel like there would have been a suspension probably oh yeah um, but I'm like trying to think if anyone there's ever like fought there's like four games in a quidditch season it's like well, and that's what's garbage about her being yeah. like, she wasn't going to like Gryffindor team back. It's stupid. It's dumb. You only have four 
freaking games. Six games. I don't know if six it's four. Games. I was just saying. No, you have number. six games a year. <sighs> you take out one team. You're dumb, Ombridge. I don't care for you. <laughs> sipping their drinks because they're getting I'm getting fired up. I love your energy. But stupid. I don't think a week's worth even like a month's worth of detention. It's dumb. I think at least at my school they would have like it would have been called ineligible. So like that basically takes away your free time at lunch. Like you mm-hmm. have to go to an ineligible study hall. Like it's oh, kind only, of like an in-school detention. We only had we had nothing like that. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> Mags gave you pieces of paper when you got in trouble. Literally. <laughs> the demerits don't matter. They literally, they'd give you a violation and that was a piece of paper saying you did this wrong. I got one for chewing gum in class. And that was the only one I ever got. Yeah. How dare you? I know. You know How what? dare you? Let me tell you, I'd go back and do it again. <laughs> Chomping that gum. <laughs> But the like, thing is, though, is like detentions at Hogwarts are way different than detentions correct. at like yeah, they're our torture. type of school. They're like, they're <laughs> so much worse. Like, yeah. they're longer. So let's, like, let's sign hours worth of fan mail. Right. Let's like, go to the Forbidden Forest. Personally, Possibly I feel die. like a week is good. Yeah. For this. Yeah. But, I, you know. You know. If you're Umbridge, you make people write in their own blood. So... I bleed my own blood. <laughs> Nobody. Ugh. All right. So for the rest of my section, I'm going to be reading from the book because one, it shows just, I mean, we already know that McGonagall doesn't like Umbridge, right? But like, I like seeing how it progresses and like really seeing the inside of how she feels because this is a high authority figure at Hogwarts battling another high authority figure. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... It reinforces your hatred for Umbridge because it's like, oh, if McGee feels that way too, then like, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, Professor McGonagall's eyes flew open, but unfortunately, she said with an attempt at a reciprocal smile that made her look as though she had lockjaw. It is what I think that counts, <laughs> as they are in my house, Dolores. Well, actually, Minerva, simpered Umbridge, I think you'll find that what I think does count. Now, where is it? Cornelius just sent it. I mean, Cornelius. she gave a little false laugh as she rummaged in her handbag. <laughs> the minister just sent it. Ah, yes. She had pulled out a piece of parchment that she had now unfurled, clearing her throat fussily before starting to read what she what it said. Read it like her. <laughs> I can't. Katie. This is Meg's part. No, do it. This is the last time I can't. for months. Ugh. I'll say the hem hem again. Can you, read like, can you read it like Florence? Oh God! Can you give me a starter? Hold <laughs> on. <clears throat> am I starting with Professor McGonagall? Oh, words. What am I reading? For? No, just like say like well, like I gotta get the accent going. Ah, uh, you can oh, say oh. you gotta talk like Florence. Well, she doesn't care for Harry Potter, so you better get on another podcast because she doesn't want to talk about this garbage. All right. Oh, ham ham. Educational <laughs> degree number twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> Not another one, exclaimed, exclaimed Professor McGonagall violently. Well, yes, said Umbridge, still smiling. Excuse me. <laughs> As a matter of fact, no. Who are you, Harriet or no. Terriet? Terriet. No, I don't remember. <laughs> You're Terriet. Well, Katie. read it like her. You do re- a good job. I'll read one line like her because it hurts my throat. <laughs> I know what you mean. As a matter of fact, Minerva. <laughs> It was you who made me see that we needed a further amendment. <laughs> amendment. <laughs> An amendment. <laughs> keep going. Keep uh, going. I can't. 
You remember how you overrode me when I was unwilling to allow the Griffin to Quidditch team to reform? Meg, take it. No. Come on, everybody's got to do one. How you took (laughs) the Dumbledore who insisted that the team be allowed to play? Well, now I couldn't have that. (laughs) You know, she really truly sounds like a toad when you read her like this. Oh God! Uh, this is like so serious. Okay, I contacted the minister at once, <laughs> and he quite agreed with me that the High Inquisitor has to have the power to strip people of privileges, or she—that is to say, I—would <laughs> have less authority than common teachers. Common teachers, you say? <laughs> Tiffany, you're so common. I am. Uh, oh, okay. I'm still going. And you see now, no, don't no, you, Minerva? No. Then you do it. How right I was in attempting to stop the Gryffindor team reforming. Dreadful tempers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was reading out our amendment. Hem, hem. The High Inquisitor will henceforth have supreme authority over all punishments, sanctions, and removal of privileges pertaining to the students of Hogwarts, and the power to alter such punishments, sanctions, and removals of privileges as may have been ordered by other staff members. Signed, Cornelius Fudge, Minister of Magic, Order of Merlin, First Class, etc. etc. That is some power. Some garbage. Then I was trying to like read online and of like authority in (laughs) what is that movie? What are you, Cartman? Respect my authority. (laughs) (laughs) Authority like in, in Harry Potter and and Umbridge Basically, like, her and Fudge, here's my thing. I think that if you don't know anything about education, you shouldn't be talking about education. Hark? I also say this about, like, what? if you're going to be talking about, like, a group of people's jobs... Um, and you don't do that job. Why are you talking? Not I shouldn't say why are you talking about it, but at least and this is true. You shouldn't about, like, be making rights. rules. You should be talking it. about the people that like are going to be affected by these things. So like, if you're talking about nurses, talk with them about their own <gasps> jobs. You're going to talk with you teachers. Talk Too with smart. teachers about their own jobs. Too smart. Um. So like, Umbridge and Fudge and the Ministry. Uh, what do you have to do with the education? Nothing. The only reason you're you're in there is because you think that you're I don't know. I don't know if I want to say you think you're hoping that Voldemort's not back. So you're trying to control what these kids are learning um, by giving Umbridge unlimited control. But when you give someone all of that power and that control, it goes to their head and it's not good. I'm going to equate Malfoy's scrapping to hurt someone and saying whatever he can say. To Fudge's scrapping to get power mm-hmm. to hurt and Dumbledore. He's, he's so worried. Like, it's so... It, and we've talked about this Same at thing. length. He is so worried about his own job and his own power, little power that he holds, that he's willing to do anything it takes, including someone who doesn't know what the heck she's doing, who is cruel, who is does not care about students at all, go to a school and teach kids where she should not be near them um that he's overlooking like the real issues yeah like it's mind-boggling and And like when i say i equate those things it's like malfoy's doing whatever he can to control the situation just like fudge is doing whatever he can to quote control the situation which isn't even a situation that needs to be controlled correct 
it just it just fires me up so then i found this um it's like on barnes and noble but it's like a blog um barnes and noble blog no no like it's like someone wrote it but it's on barnes and noble it says barnes and noble.com like their sci-fi blog thing and it's from 2017 um and the girl who wrote i should call her girl she's a woman her name is sarah and it's harry potter beginner's guide to evaluating authority i didn't read like the whole article but i thought it was interesting because she starts with um like she was having a conversation with her friend about the friend wanted to teach his daughter um you know how it was good like um she's growing up in this is what the quote from the article says i want to teach my daughter to resist she's going to grow up in a time when it's going to be important for her to recognize that there that just because someone has power does not mean she has to listen to them which is so important um, it's important. It's important. We couldn't let it go. Also, well, and the guy I goes, thought about letting it go, and I was like, "No, it's too good." <laughs> and then he, uh, the friend, also was like, "But I also want her to listen to me." <laughs> and then the girl, who, Sarah, I'm guessing, because she says it in first person, "As long as you deserve to be listened to." And she said, um, he, he goes on, he laughed and nodded. I guess that's the right thing. That's the, that's the thing, right? I want her to be able to tell who she should listen to and who she shouldn't. And then it goes on to say, well, didn't your family just finish reading Harry Potter together? You're already on your way there. Mm. Um, and so it goes on to say like, now this part is just her kind of, she goes through a couple of different characters and I read like a little bit of Dumbledore. I read, um, Vernon and, Haggard, which I don't agree with Haggard because I think she's being too harsh on him, but I also know that I probably look at him through rose-colored glasses. You are super biased. Um, but she goes on to say, like, Harry Potter is not a resistance resistance manual. Harry Potter is a guidebook. One should probably not read Harry Potter in hopes of finding a way to form a cohesive, successful resistant group. There are good cues in there. Um, educate yourself, maintain secrecy at all costs, undermine the illegitimate regime at every opportunity. But the real trick lies in the use of the series as an entry level resource to help one learn to identify the legitimacy of authority figures. Should someone be trusted? Should they be followed? Should they be power? Should they be in power at all? Which is something I think I was like, we're going to say, I was like, yes. I'm like, I can understand this. Um, you know, cause it says over the course of seven books, we learned to read annotated color plated depicting different color plates depicting different types of authority figures thus developing skills to help us identify types of authority in the wild this is why so many discuss our current political climate with allusions saying like this person is just like and it's like insert a harry potter character um because these are like the tools that we know how to use is what this article is saying that's good um because really like i was reading this i'm like that's so true because she goes on she's talking about vernon and now he's an authoritarian the authoritative figure in mm. harry's life mm. we see like hagrid which i guess like people he's Ish. up and down but yeah. like i think she's just being a little too harsh on him because like, he drinks all the time i'm like nah, he doesn't really you don't always see him drunk whatever um mcgonagall is a huge authoritative figure dumbledore snape um the ministry um you know voldemort all of these people so like with Harry Potter, you see all of these figures and like at now, right now in this book, we're talking about like Percy being, he's, I don't want to say blindly, but like, he's been taught that like you listen to your government, you do what they tell you, like they're in the right. But now it's shifting where like all of a sudden he has blinders. The, correct. The government blind, is, is going this man that you and your family have trusted for years and who taught you Dumbledore, he's wrong. He's crazy. He's doing all these things. Mm. But like the ministry is saying like, no, stay course a when Dumbledore is going off to course C, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, 
you're seeing these shifts in people where like all of a sudden is like, well, shoot, like even Harry's seeing it. Can I trust the ministry? They're saying all these lies about me. I thought that I would have been like, okay. Um, you know, all this other stuff. So it's like eye opening. And then I was reading that. I was like, that's so true. Anyways, long story short, Umbridge is now in, in a position of like total control. So like I literally wrote, so after her big speech, basically saying that she needs more power over the people at school, that should be in charge because like they should be in charge because they know what they're doing. They're freaking teachers. They're educators. They've been doing this. Are you shaking your head at me? No, it's not you. It's at Umbridge. It's, stupid. <laughs> it's so, it's so <laughs> infuriating um, that you have someone coming in there. She's never taught a day in her life and she's going to tell a teacher how to teach. Right. That doesn't make sense. Girl, and say if, it louder for the people in the back. Does, read it again. Say it. it doesn't make sense. Say it louder for the people in the back of the room. <laughs> um and so (laughs) she's now like katie has read the whole thing she's now been given the power to strip all of these students of everything but also given the power to say tiffany's teaching her kids and she punishes them well she can punish them worse she's gonna strip all of the power that all the other teachers have like it's no longer like you're just making it you're undermining everybody. Which mm-hmm. takes away the legitimacy yes. of them. Well, and like students, I mean, I'm not a teacher, but every everybody learns and reacts in different ways. And if you're their teacher that is around them all the time, I would think you would know the best course of action to punish them. You know, well, and the thing Umbridge too, can't just come in and be like, mm, not good enough. You know what I mean? Like the- with Umbridge, like we, we know her as someone that like, she thrives. Like here, here's something we talk about. And I've talked about this in the past with, um, people p- producing a Patronus charm and producing a corporal Patronus. You have to have happy memories. Her happy memories are being horrible to people. She thrives off of that. Mm-hmm. And that's, just messed up so like she tiffany might be like okay here's a student he's struggling and he did something wrong or he or she whomever did something wrong so she's gonna give them a date like you have a detention because you were doing whatever now i'm would probably like "Mm -hmm, you're gonna write lines for me with that quill so she's thriving off the fact that these kids are now going to be truly physically suffering or mentally suffering doing these things for her where other teachers that are probably better not probably they're better than umbridge you know what I mean? It just, ugh, it's infuriating. Um, so Katie already read like the whole, you know, she now has the power, blah, blah, blah. It's signed by Fudge. And I oh. said, who's another pompous beep beep person who gave himself an order of Merlin, even though he truly has nothing to do, has not done anything to deserve that accolade. What have you done, Fudge? Strips, you let Voldemort in. Strips Dumbledore of his. At, at some point here's I don't know the if he thing yet, true but. true believers and not dumb people know that dumbledore is significantly better than true Fudge. believers yeah that's a t-shirt if i've ever heard of one true <laughs> believers true believers in dumbledore but honestly like f- literally tell me one good thing fudge has done i'm waiting he oh nothing offered harry pea soup. a nice pea soup <laughs> at the leaky cauldron you know, you can't go wrong. You got it. But it little could have did eaten you know. Harry. Little did you know, True. he would have taken that gold out of Harry's or like the galleons out of Harry's vault for the pea soup that he got him. Pea soup. Right. Pea soup. Deflated Aunt Marge at no 
no cost, cost Harry. <laughs> At no cost to you. But was that doing Harry a favor? Well, kind of. Just, because it's just adding to the Potter but, effect. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just the worst. So anyway, she goes on. Um, it says she thinks that the correct punishment. <laughs> it's so funny to me because it's so stupid. She thinks the correct punishment for these two is for them to have a freaking lifetime ban from ever playing Quidditch again. So let's talk about this. Because, <laughs> like, how are you going to ban someone for life? <laughs> Little ghost number's coming back. Harry's playing Quidditch. <laughs> for, like, in the summertime, the week. Umbridge and Umbridge. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> but like is she gonna come to like the borough and be like y'all are playing not allowed oh nay nay no. like get off your high horse you're not cool. high broom get off your high broom high hippogriff i'm sorry yeah I don't say horse that's my patronus and i don't appreciate sorry. it being used get off I'm that bowl that I'm low bowl <laughs> get off that bowl <laughs> like, and i said this i'm like should they really have fought no should they be punished absolutely but like really I don't know why I'm laughing so much because it just is so ridiculous. A lifetime ban. Like she really like, yeah, I get youth. Well, at this point in time, yeah, you have authority over Hogwarts and like what happens to the students? Why are you laughing? Because like it's so dumb. Look at her hands. You're like this. She is like Nixon. You have Nixon hands. I'm I'm, um, showing people where the lights are in a, a, uh, what are those things called that fly in the sky? I haven't been on one in a long time. A (laughs) plane? It's what? been so long. I don't remember what you, they even look like. You forgot the word for airplane? No. Or fireball. But, like, I get maybe at this point in her life, she's thinking, like, Fudge is going to rule for the rest of time. Not the case. Also, they vote in their people, so, like, Homeboy can get voted out. But, like, do, do you really think, like, you're older than them. You're most likely going to die before them. So there's going to be a time in their lives that these people are going to play Quidditch again against your rule and i'm sorry if i was harry i would have been like (laughs) umbridge and playing quidditch where you at i thought i was banned i think (laughs) i think her ban was for hogwarts she said lifetime yeah at hogwarts Mm, i believe regardless it's just it's dumb she would pop up out of anywhere and be like not i said no She's yeah. like dressed as a gnome in the garden. <laughs> I literally wrote, I go, the Chudley Cannon. I'm sign like, she, no, she, no. <laughs> she has no authority over them when they leave school. Like, what is she going to do if a Quidditch team recruits one of them and finds out they have been banned by someone who truly, truly has no authority to do anything? I said, laugh in her stupid face is what they would do. Anyways, Harry's like, does not believe what he's hearing. And I think part of him is like, wait, what? And she says to him again, yes, Mr. Potter, I think a lifelong ban, lifelong ban ought to do the trick. So Umbridge then not only bans Harry and George, but she also bans Fred, who even though he wasn't fighting, he would have. If it wasn't for the fact that his teammates were holding him back. And I think that's just plain wrong. How can you punish somebody for hitting someone who didn't hit someone? Like, that's dumb. Just because you thought they were going to do it? Like, you can't. That's not not like a thing. Like, you're already abusing your power. Like, if you had any question, what is that? You know what I mean? Just the worst. Um, And so, basically, you know, it's just wrong. 
And I said that. And I go, she also wants their brooms so she can keep them safely in her office so they won't use them. You know, the school has other brooms. Hold on, though. You're yeah. banning them from Quidditch. That doesn't mean that they can't fly. fly their broom, period. That's why not. They would probably, she'd probably call Fudge again and be like, Broski, I need you to tell me they can't use their broom skis. Okay, thanks. She's the literal Broski worst. and brooms. Some Skies. people use brooms as a mode of transportation. Where are they going? They have a lifelong ban of Quidditch. And going nowhere. Their sadness. I can't play Quidditch. <laughs> and then I said, I will say, McGonagall does not have to worry because Umbridge tells her she's she is reasonable. I'm reasonable. Okay. Um, I will let the Griffin the rest of the Gryffindor team play. Uh, and then she leaves the office. I You're think so leaving nice. them in a wake of like super reasonable. <laughs> Brandon, lifelong ban, eh? Good thing Harry can come back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So where am I off? Okay, so now it switches to like they're now like in the, the common room and the Quidditch team is all together. And Angelina, they're all, and they all hear the noise, the noise, the news. Angelina, uh, obviously isn't sure how she's going to do playing without her beaters and seeker. And so then the entire team, they're together, except for Ron, who's still not there. And they're basically talking about how unfair this all seems, which is true because honestly, like if it was reversed, Slytherin would not have been a lifelong band because she's biased towards them and she's the worst. Not because of that, but all the other reasons. Um, and so the only punishment we find out that crab got from his hitting Harry when the game was over was lines. Oh, hmm. do you think they're like Bart Simpson lines or do you oh, think so like he did get Harry a punishment, lines? an official just crab. Just oh, crab Oh, not Malfoy. Correct. <gasps> so ridiculous. Correct. And I said, it's also, they also agree it's straight garbage banning Fred because he didn't do anything. But he does confirm that, like, had he not been holding back, like, oh, no, he would have pummeled Malfoy would have gotten, you know. I almost wish they would have at this point just let him go because he was going to get punished anyway, apparently. So he yeah. may as well have at least got a couple hits in. Yeah. So then Angelina's like, I'm just going to go to bed because, you know, she's just hoping that she's going to go to sleep, I wake up. She herself to sleep. Poor yeah, girl. for sure. She's p- so passionate about this team. Well, you know like, when I you wonder, angry cry? Yeah, but yeah. like I wonder, I don't think it would be more, like I think she's more upset for them than the Quidditch team. You know what I mean? Because it sucks. First of all, because we know, obviously, if you don't know, she marries George and has children with him. Um, but like, I think, well, I don't know if she likes Fred, but like I would assume because they went to the dance together regardless. So like these are obviously her friends and like you had to hear the entire game, which you are passionate about it and you love the Quidditch game. I think game. it's all of it. You know, it's just it it's was an comedy. emotional yeah, day. Of everything. If it um, was Oliver Wood, it would just be the fact that his team was broken. For sure. <laughs> right. for sure. Yeah, I um, think so she's feeling all the feelings. She goes to bed and, you know, it's kind of like she's hoping that um she's going to wake up and then this has all been bad, a, a bad dream. And you know, she has the Weasleys and Potter back on her team. Um, so then shortly after everyone else has gone to bed, then so that's leaving Harry and Hermione alone in the common room. And they're kind of just wondering, like we haven't seen Ron all day. Like I wonder where he is and neither one of them have even seen him. And then like, as they're saying this, he walks into the common room and um, it says like in the book, he was very pale indeed. And there was snow in his hair. So he was still wearing his Quidditch gear. Um, and so he tells him like he had just been walking. So Hermione's like not freaking out, but kind of 
because uh, it's cold outside and obviously there's snow on him. So she has him sit by the fire to warm up. And then he starts to like apologize to Harry for not being able to play Quidditch. And he's like, I'm going to just resign from the team. And Harry's like, well, if you do that, we're going to be down even more players. And so he's like, what? And so then Hermione has to tell um, Ron the entire story, because this is when he finds out that not only does Harry, but both of his brothers have been given a lifetime ban. It just is so ridiculous. And that's why I keep laughing. Um, and so she tells Ron this entire story because really Harry doesn't have the the heart to say it. I think he's just still so upset because like I would be um, he's emotional. Yes. Super emo. So when she's done, Ron tries to take the blame for it again. Um, partly because like, you know, yeah, they were he didn't play his greatest. And we've talked about this. His biggest performance issue was his confidence. And then, you know, the song is about him and I could see, I could see why he's saying this, but like, obviously if they're making fun of your parents, obviously those same parents are Fred and George, but like Harry's also like your best friend and your brother. So like, even if you think this is about you, like they're going to defend themselves and your family. So like, you need to get over yourself, Ron. I love you, but (laughs) on top of that though, like if Malfoy didn't write this song, he would have done something Mm -hmm. else and it would have been like the same situation just with a different story. Because really like it has nothing, not that it has nothing to do with Ron, but it kind of has nothing to do with Ron. Right. Yeah. They're just able to like, you know how like a dog smells fear. Malfoy's like, he's, he's weak. Weak weak in that area. Yes. You know, he's lacking truly because like Harry's like when we played out there, like he does great. Like that's the biggest thing. And that's a theme with with Ron is he just doesn't have a lot of self-confidence. Um, and Malfoy knows this. So he grabs onto that mm-hmm. um, and that shakes him to his core. Um, I like what Sydney just said in Discord too. how like this kind of stuff is the stuff that's omitted from the movie. And we almost don't really even grasp the level of cruelty Mm. that she has. I mean, like it's clear that she's bad in the movie, but like this kind of stuff is like, there's no, there's genuinely no reason to do what she's doing. Yeah. Um, There'll be some good stuff when this is remade into a series. Even with, I know with HBO the film she Let's go. was she told them like she was going to tell Gryffindor team no yeah and if it wasn't for McGonagall going, going over, over her, her head yeah like now why was she gonna tell Gryffindor I team think no? for the pure 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 pleasure of having Harry not being able to play exactly to try to trigger Harry to Absolutely. Come exactly her. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which remember we talked stupid. about the way that I feel like everything this year was set up to bait Harry Potter yeah. mm-hmm. I don't disagree they want they, they have want to, to discredit prove, him in some way. Yes, they want to prove they that can. he's this crazy guy that they're reading about in the papers, and they want to. And prove now he's physically like, fighting on the Quidditch he pitch. He's he unstable. Can't be, you you can't listen to him. He's doing all these crazy things, and you know he's saying Voldemort's back. But look at what he's doing. They want these things to prove the yeah. fact that they're like all of these lies, Absolutely. all this BS that they're saying. It also makes me question how much of this is fudge. Because I feel like, yes, Umbridge is a thousand percent an evil person. But at the end of the day, she's backing Fudge. So how many of these ideas but did they discuss? She, let me tell you this. She comes I don't up think with things all on her own. Fudge doesn't have to know what the minister doesn't know won't hurt him. I don't True. think Fudge is this smart. I think that Fudge has given her the OK, be like, do what you got to do. You know, this is our end goal. He just kind gave of like her the power to do check. whatever. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
But I just like I just wonder if like she goes to him sometimes with ideas and he like pushes it like yes this is what we need to do you know I mean like he's like he's a thousand percent behind I everything she's doing I think that she would go to him doesn't care how far she goes all he cares about is discrediting Harry I think that she goes to him for the legality of his idea you know what I mean like that's the kind of person they seem to be so like she's bringing she's like this is what we have to do and then he you know goes on to say yeah i think especially to make sure that like she like sews up any loose ends mm-hmm. or any loopholes for the legality of things like i have all of these um you know what are they called why is it slipping my mind what are her rules or crux oh proclamate no proclamation educational decrees educational decrees <laughs> well, so that she can come back and say no this is Ooh, a law for this and whatever Hamilton for too long. I <laughs> bet you though it's it's to say like she she is given like free reign to do whatever so that if in case something bad happens Fudge can be like I didn't know that she was doing that to save his own skin you know what I mean oh they like, would totally oh, turn on each oh, other in a second I wasn't a part of that Umbridge and Fudge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fumbridge. So, going back to the chapter, because Harry's like, dude, like, I'm not having it. I'm sick of you saying all this stuff. You did not make me punch Malfoy. It has nothing to do with how you played today. And so, finally, because Ron's just like, you know, being poor Ron. And Harry goes, look, drop it, will you, Harry Burst? It's bad enough without you blaming yourself for everything. Ron said nothing, but gazed, was sat gazingly miserable at the damp hem of his robes. After a while, he said in a dull voice, said in a dull voice, this is the worst I've ever felt in my life. Join the club, said Harry bitterly. Um, but silver lining in this chapter, Hermione is about to come in clutch. Because you're looking out the window while the two boys are like, you know, having their little chat and sad stories by the fire. Um, And she sees a wonderful sight that's going to cheer everybody up. And if you're not cheered up, don't listen to it anymore because we're fans of Hagrid. (laughs) And I don't want your negativity in my life. (laughs) Hagrid is back. I can't wait to read some Hagrid. I'm so excited for the next chapter. Y'all, did you hear Hagrid, Hagrid is back. Back, back again? Back He's freaking again. back. Hagrid Tell a friend. Tell, Tell a friend. friend. I just missed him a lot. All right. What chapter? This is chapter 19, <laughs> right? A lot of chapters. Mm-hmm. We had him. to go 19 chapters without the best man. Technically, it was 18 chapters because he comes back in the 19th chapter. Yeah, but we don't see him. <laughs> We're going to be <laughs> thriving with back. that Swaggered life. We him with our little eyeballs. Okay. Thriving. Thriving. I'm excited. That should be the the episode uh, title for the next episode. Thriving. (laughs) Although he's not really thriving. (laughs) No. Poor Hagrid. Tell me some lightning bolt round questions. Okay. I mean, ask me some. A bunch. Cool. Truffles asks, do you have a favorite Harry Potter meme or joke? Uh, don't, Don't. I talked about one before. Shoot. You don't know what I like is the which is the only one I can think of is the one with the dragons and it's um, Dumbledore's name. Oh, <laughs> Brian! <laughs> Brian looks all derpy. <laughs> what is my... There's one... No. I remember talking about it on the pod. Oh, it's the one where 
Dumbledore is like, oh my god, Malfoy, like, we even care. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god, Malfoy, you act like I even care. <laughs> this is true in the dungeon. That one's my favorite. Oh, man, uh, I... I feel like I need to look some up. <laughs> Harry Potter memes. Let me see if I can that, see my Yes, favorite. Brandon, yes. I personally like the one. Um, the Slytherin dormitories in the dungeons, though. Yes. Oh, God, Bubba, you act like I don't care. <laughs> like, they're all. <gasps> That's my favorite. I have a joke for you guys. Are you ready? How many, yeah. how many Slytherins does it take to stir a cauldron? I don't know. They don't have hands. They're snakes. Oh, my God. Just one. He puts his wand in the cauldron and the world revolves around him. Oh my god. <laughs> I've always really enjoyed the one where it's like the picture of Lily as a kid and her eyes are all messed up and then oh Harry with his god. eyes all messed up so you have your mother's eyes. <laughs> yes. Where where can you find Dumbledore's army? Where? It's <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Up his sleevey. <laughs> Get an army. You're an idiot. <laughs> I'm pretty. That's hilarious. What's what's the one? It's the it's that cartoon where Dumbledore is completely savage, and oh my God, he's yes. like psst, 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 at all these cats, and they're not McGonagall. <laughs> yes, yes. Those are the best comics. I agree. I like the ones where it looks like a they play a movie scene, but they put a different word over it. Of like they like mouth read it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't yeah, say yes. the one that's my favorite because it makes me laugh so loud. But, but it's expecto patronum, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Why does Voldemort love Nagini so much? <laughs> because she gives him hugs and hisses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right, the next one comes from the next one comes. <laughs> <laughs> Why does Neville always use oh my two God. bathroom stalls? What? Why does Neville always use two bathroom stalls? Why? Because he has a long bottom. <laughs> <laughs> You're four. <laughs> How do the Malfoys enter a building? They slither in. Uh-huh. But uh. All right. The next question comes from Sam. What's your favorite form of potatoes? Oh, my God. Mashed. Any way they come to me. But I will say. Roasted. My grandma used to make Mm. these potato pancakes where like she'd always use like day old mashed potatoes. And then she'd throw throw a bunch of flour in them until they kind of make like a pancake. And then she'd fry them with a lot of butter. So good, but uh, so that good. sounds delish. I have obviously she's been gone for many years, so I haven't had one in a very long time. The last time time I ate one, my uncle made them um, the week that she died, but they were so good. I'd say either like a good French fry mm-hmm. or mashed potatoes with a little bit of lumpy in it. I love a good lumpy mashed mm-hmm. potato. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but literally, I will eat potatoes any way they come. Yeah, to Yeah, I don't think there's well, any way right I don't like them. Hmm? Not, not right, right now. now. Currently, currently not now, but yes potatoes always and forever marchismo asks why is there not a continuously active cushioning charm on the floor of the quidditch pitch right that is an accurate observation i wonder if they do that to like to make a little edge to the game but what about like how much would that take 
If you charm something, how long does a charm Tiffany, last? Dumbledore is at Hogwarts. You think he can't do a freaking cushioning charm? No, but like how long Get do you got to keep town. it up? That's you know what, what I'm saying. Like, He'll just go it? redo it every day. He hasn't got time okay, for that. Here's the thing. You don't need it when he no one's over there. do it from the top here's, of his little tower. Hey, you don't, you don't need it when no one's there. Like, hi, dad doesn't keep the heat on during the winter. It's down to 62 when no one's home. All right, Terrence. <laughs> well, no one's in the house. You don't need to warm it that much. Yes, you do. The poor house. Yeah. And then no, you come inside. My dad has oh, no. always told me. You spend more money messing with the thermostat than leaving it be. Just saying. Truth. Vinny. Truth. Why is Crab a Slytherin? Oh my gosh. What? Look at the Oh, I know. It's really bad. I've seen that one before. Oh, what is that comic strip called? I don't know, but they're oh, fun. Yeah, those Dumbledore um, comics. What well, what is the question? Why, Why is Crab a Slytherin? Probably because doesn't he come from a pureblood family family and Flamly. his father's a Death Eater? Not to but say all Death think... Eaters are Slytherins, but I think because like But like here's the What thing. else house would be would he be in? I don't I, I think it's not a family, at, not not at Hogwarts. I don't think that he fits into any of the houses. I think I think with and a lot it of probably just defaulted to pure blood. I think, and that's yes. got to be the oh, only reason why. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. I think the part is because family. he's not ambitious in any way, shape, or form. He's well, not cunning. He, he's not shrewd. I think he's he gets there dumb. in seven. I think some stuff happens in seven when we don't see, but, but only because of the small interaction we have with him. Then he told Malfoy to basically kiss it. And was doing whatever he wanted to do. Anyway. Maybe he's ambitious, but here's the thing: we don't see. A Maybe it had to break. So you only through. really ever see him as like Draco's bodyguard, the crony kind of thing. Yeah. So like, we don't know how ambitious he is with like the Dark Lord. We don't know because I think he. I friends. think he grew into it, but then he couldn't do anything else because you know he's he's dead. <laughs> it was the Horcrux. Literally, <laughs> well, it was a course, <laughs> a course, a curse. Who am I? What's the next one? Mia asks, Mia, sort Madam Hooch. Ravenclaw. Mm. I agree. I'm and between. I don't, I don't know. I'm not really sure why I think Ravenclaw. But I, I think Slytherin. I think Slytherin. No. I was going to be between Claw and Puff, and I don't really know why. Why Slytherin? Because she just seems so ambitious. Hmm. How she just seems strong-willed in that kind of a way. Like she doesn't put up with things. Vinny says Puff because she's fair. Marchismo says Gryffindor. Gryffindor. She's Gryffindors are fair too. Oh, she is. I don't know. Oh, sorry. Oh. That was Reddit. Sorry. Hey, Reddit knows. I was gonna get like real far. Like she's a Ravenclaw. Honestly, I could see her as a Slytherin, a Claw, or a Gryffindor. Yeah. So it's not ever specified in the books. I don't believe, but. I I don't know. She just seems like um, she just seems like a Ravenclaw to me. I get that aura. I like from her. Ravenclaw. I don't I mean, know. I, I kind of like disagree Slytherin. with Vinny for once. Gryffindors are nobles, which is different from fair. As a Gryffindor, I believe in fairness, which is the right in my head is the right thing for all. I don't know. 
my two cents on being a, a lion. What is like the actual definition of being noble, though? You know, I don't know. Noble. I just searched nobler. The oh, noble and most ancient house of luck. Aristic <laughs> aristocratic. What's aristocratic? Having or showing fine personal qualities of high moral principles and ideals, belonging to a hereditary class with high social or political status. I will say her first name is Rolanda. It's the feminine form of Roland, a name of dramatic origin that that means fame land or fame of the land, old and wise or judicious Mm. and wise. So she was a paladin of um, Charlemagne and Roland was a paladin of Charlemagne and a principal figure in the matter of France. The Roland was a Franco-German missile system and the, um, and the world war II aircraft manufacturer Luftfahrzeug. I don't know. I'm sure I said that incorrectly. The Fons. Um, and it's like Gellishaft was known for their various Roland designs. And then Hooch is a German word that means high or tall. I could think of her. Oh, like a Quidditch. Yeah. I don't know. I could see her as a claw. I don't know. I could see them all. She just, she just seems very like um what are we claws things? Like wise and like so beautiful and like real smart. And just I like think the like real in the in the uh I think I'm going puff. Sorting hat. You're like real smart. So I'm gonna put you in Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> And you're like so beautiful. You're so in Ravenclaw. Good afternoon. I, just, I don't know. I really I think Puff because of her fairness. Like it's it's difficult to be a um referee. A referee with like and to see both sides and not have um like not give what is what am I looking for? Not give favor to any side, you know? Sure. And I think that I will she's s- very loyal to her sport. Sure. She, yeah, I just, I don't know. I really like it. There's a debate on Reddit about whether or not she is, um, Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. But I guess this person goes, Madam Hooch is a Ravenclaw. I found it a while ago. This is from two years ago. I was on Potter, looking on Pottermore and was just reading about the characters and her background was blue, which means she is a Ravenclaw, which I don't know if that's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's some assumptions, I believe. But the whole, I, I will say this on this whole post, it's like, um, people are going back in between um, Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff. Hmm. I say, let's table this discussion and we could talk about it on the Felix Files. And if like you want to hear what we have to say, completely. I like it. I like that. Be a patron. Um, Be a patron. Sydney asks, what is the first thing you would have said to Hagrid Sydney. when know, you Sydney. saw him? I love you. What up, babe? I'd probably miss like, your Hagrid, face. I missed you. Where Honestly, you I would have run life? up to him and been like, are you okay? Where have you been? What is going on? Well, they kind of do that. Yeah. I'd say nothing. I'd just hug him. That's such a possibility. Spoiler alert. Hermione just screams. <laughs> <laughs> Marchismo asks, if Voldemort had been made a professor by Headmaster Dippet, would he have become head of Slytherin House? Who? Well, Voldemort? I think he would. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Riddle. yeah, yeah. Head of Slytherin? He would have been like, it's yeah. my right. Yeah, he would have searched for that. He would have right. killed off whoever was currently there. I don't know if he'd kill them off, but he'd at least slip something in people's drinks to be like, oh, we're going to demote you from head of house. And oh, uh, Tom Riddle is going to be the head of uh, the house. Thanks. Bye. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Truffles asks, do you think Madam Hooch is based is biased with her roughing during Quidditch? 
Nah. No. No. I think she she's really fair. She's not at all. I think the only time it seems biased is when she's not looking. <laughs> right? And you're like, look at the Slytherins. <laughs> right. Oh, really? Well, oh, they don't play fair. This is the equivalent to, I love Snape. <laughs> oh Listen God. to that feeling. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I don't. Anyway, Truffles also asks, do you think teachers are afraid to get Malfoy in trouble because his dad works with the ministry and is in touch with lots of powerful people? Only some. I would agree. Yeah, I would say only some. Like Like McGonagall doesn't care. Correct. She'd be like, watch me while I walk away. I don't give. Sprout, I I feel like, doesn't care. Yeah. Like, I would say this. I think that teachers that... um, Pushover teachers, maybe. You know, but like, are there any? I don't know. I, ah, quirrel. <laughs> quirrel. Okay, hey, quirrel. Like, Trilly, let's talk about it. So, like, um, who are the professors dead. we know? <laughs> Trelawney. She would not care. She'd no. be like, all right, cool, be- bye. Uh, let's see. Sprout. She's got too many things with her plants going on. She literally would be like, piss off, Malfoy. Oh. <laughs> let's see. McGonagall. She's not going to have time for that. No. Snape, obviously, they're like best friends, so they're probably sipping tea together, braiding <laughs> each other's hair on the weekends, whatever. So, like, anything Draco says, him and Luscious are going to, like, joke over tea about. Um, Hagrid, we know. Hagrid Don't care. will stomp on him because he's half giant. I gotta say, I almost feel like after the Buckbeak incident... Hagrid does care a little bit. I don't oh, disagree with that's you. A fair I don't point. think he should. He, yeah, um, I agree. But I think he is a little bit more careful. Yeah, I, I guarantee you Binz doesn't even know who Malfoy is. Binz doesn't even know who Binz is. Yeah. <laughs> um, Flitwick is, again, another person that's just like, Malfoy, go away. Yeah, Do you, your homework. No, Flitwick is too tough for that. But also, like, I think that, you know... The only, the, I don't know. I wouldn't say the only class that he would get harmed in would be. We don't really know the other teachers that well, like Sinistro. Yeah. Yeah. Who else is there? Mooch. Madam Hooch. But like, do they ever take classes after the first year with her? No, no I don't. Know. She must Which have a lot of free time of on her hands. She was yeah. a good looking lady in the first movie. She looks like a bird, doesn't she? So like, that same like actress <laughs> plays the last human in Dr. Human. She's just. A thin piece of skin with a face. Oh, spoiler. Yeah. Chelsea asks, do you think if Ron had stayed, the fight would have been worse? Yes. If Ron would have stayed. Ron would have also gotten banned from Quidditch. Well, he would have gotten banned. I don't. He was so down and out. I don't think he would have fought. I bet he would have. He I think he would have just because I mean, that wasn't you. Sorry. Anytime. Malfoy goes to his family, it triggers Ron immediately. And it's just like, yeah, I think he would have. Yeah. Uh, Kara asks, whose behavior was more childish, Malfoy or Snape? <laughs> uh, Snape's for what? <laughs> Anything, probably. I think in general, maybe. I mean, that's um, I can't compare the two. I, One is a yeah, child. It's like apples, apples and oranges. <laughs> I guess I would say Snape just because he's an adult. Yeah, right. but like, uh, yeah, yeah. I and don't should know. know better. Not they that both Malfoy should, both should know better. Know better yeah, but no, at least they both Malfoy know is much younger. But again, and I say this a lot: like room to grow. He Malfoy is very much a product of his environment. You know what I mean? Like he's not getting what he wants. He didn't win, so he's gonna like do all the things. Throw to, a like, tantrum. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Harry has friends, Ron or Draco only has cronies. 
they all have a loving family and Drago has, you know, Luscious and his wife, whatever her name is. It reminds me of Voldemort in a way. Voldemort doesn't have any actual friends. Malfoy doesn't really yeah, either, does he? That's why he's not on Facebook. I, <laughs> just Twitter. Just Twitter. Leave the room. All right. Is there? Are there any more? There's three more. There are three more. Marchismo. Okay. Why are Draco's transgressions understandable because of his parents, but Marietta's mistake is not realizing her mom works for Fudge and was helping Umbridge by policing the Hogwarts fires? I feel like that's this a question for Megan. Directed at me. Robin <laughs> <laughs> um, Bounds. Feel personally and attacked I, right I now. Feel personally attacked. Um, here's the thing. Sure. What's, what is that thing? May? Marietta went to a meeting and decided to join Dumbledore's army. Hold on. Nope, let me finish. I heard a theory let that the reason finish. hold on that the reason she was doing this was because she liked Cho. Have you ever done anything crazy cuz you no, I shouldn't say crazy, but not things you not Hold on, not, are we talking about a ship? If you correct. liked oh. Cho, then why would you rat out her favorite club? Whoa. We don't know the backstory. We have no idea what's happening at the Sarah We have no idea. Didn't have an answer no, to that. No, I, I, I'm going to continue to say the same things I've always said. We have no idea her backstory. We don't know what her home life is. If her parents needed that job and her, now her parents are telling her, don't do anything to go against the ministry. And now she is. She has no idea what she's worried about. We have no idea if they're living like the Weasleys. They have no money. And her parents are in jeopardy losing their jobs if she goes against them and they find out she's doing these things. We have no idea. I still think it's incorrect what Hermione did and I will stand on that little ledge all by myself to the day I die. You're gonna die on that hill? I will. It's just a hard no from me but that's just my opinion and I also want to say that I maybe my wording has been wrong with Draco like I don't necessarily feel I feel like I actually did say that it's understandable in this episode with Draco. You also said he deserved it to get hit. He did. Well, here's the thing. I just think I just think that I just think that's terrible wording when you say someone is getting assaulted. Basically, that's what happened. And like, oh, they deserved it. I I just disagree with that wording. I don't think anyone, regardless of anything, deserves to be hit. That's just me saying that. This time we disagree. Peppers and opinions. I was going to say we're sauteing some stuff. I can understand (laughs) Harry, and I'm on his side. I just don't really condone violence. That's just. But you can me. see how someone was pushed. Harry walked away two times. He and, went through yeah, but like to all say, the like, correct Harry, actions. But like, I, I hate, I hate the wording saying like he deserved it. Um, that's terrible. That's just in my. I don't like that. That's all I'm saying. But that's like saying, and like, this is on a way bigger level. But that's like saying somebody who gets jail time deserves jail time because they do. You know what it I mean? It is not. It is not exactly yes, the same it thing. Is. It's just on like a way bigger. It's completely level. different. You're just saying because he committed a crime, he deserves to go to jail. No, you deserve to have a punishment, but you deserve to have it justly given to you and fairly given a to you. A punishment that have, fits the crime. Correct. And I'm not say. saying that like what Malfoy is doing. Like well, I feel like Malfoy's punishment fit the crime. I just, I, I, I just, Harry was not the one to do it for him. You know what I mean? Like it should have been it, somebody else. Fred or George. No, I don't think I don't. I, the at the end is, of the day, I don't condone the hitting at all. Draco sure. never gets a punishment. 
period. Yeah, so, and that's frustrating, but look who ends up on top in the end. Well, he ends up on top in the end, and he still punched him. I just don't. I just I just think that's just not nice to say that he deserved to be hit. I think if there's, like, and comparing it to, like, someone going to jail for their crime, two totally different things. I don't think they're totally I can't. I can't things. really... Here's where I'm at on that. If you put this in their age bracket and you put it into the severity of the situation, I am not Harry Potter. I still have my parents and I have not been picked on for years by somebody and somebody always talking about the death of my parents and things like this. And I'm not saying that violence is the answer because it's definitely not, but I can understand how Harry's pot boiled over. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. But in the end, no, you shouldn't put your hands on someone. Does it happen? Yes. But you shouldn't. Two cents. Yeah. Two cents. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. You just have to... You never know situations until you walk in them. Like, I, I just can't. I cannot. Yeah, like, I can't imagine being in Harry's position in that moment. But, it, as, but as a reader, and especially as a kid reader, you want something to happen. Right. I understand that. Yeah. To go along with the ship thing that you guys were talking about, which I thought was really interesting. Never heard of that ship. So Neither have I. When we were talking oh, about it, they were like, <laughs> but then, because realistically, like, I know that I've done, and I shouldn't say crazy things, but I've done things I didn't want to simply because, like, I liked someone. Like, I, I, or even like, not even like, I'm willing to do things out of my comfort zone for people I love. You know what I mean? And if she wanted to be there for her friend, even though she disagreed and like was afraid of what her parents would do. But Meg was like, why would she sink something? If she's trying to, you know, get win Cho's affection, why would she sink a club that she loves? Maybe it's because Cho liked Harry and Marietta wanted to get back at Harry. Oh. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Dang, what a way to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Still still all bad. Yeah. And I and I think that like the thing with the thing with Draco is that like we just know a lot more about him. So, like, I can make better, in my mind, quote unquote, assumptions about Draco's personality and all of those kinds of things because I learn more about him. And that's why I give him the benefit of the doubt at the end of the story. And when you're watching Cursed Child, you see how far he's come. Mm -hmm. So, like... Yeah, he does stupid things when he's a kid. Malfoy's a kid in and need. I, right. And like, I by no means like condone anything that he does, but you see his growth in Cursed Child and that gives me enough to be like, he needed help. <sighs> I don't how? know anything about Marietta. I know zip about Marietta besides the fact that she ratted out Dumbledore's army. And like, that's all we're supposed to know about her. You're not supposed to feel anything for Marietta. You know, like when you're reading it as a child, you're reading this book and it's just like, oh, yeah, Marietta is this random girl who decided to rat them out. Like, I forgot we were talking about her, if I'm honest. 
<laughs> no, but like comparing like her to the Draco thing, it's like I yeah. I know nothing of Marietta. I don't know what she does later in life. I don't know anything about her backstory. I know a whole heck of a lot about Draco. So like that's where the differences come in. Sure. Between the conversations about them. So Marchismo asks, was McGee more mad about the Gryffindors muggle dueling than when Neville lost the list of passwords? Wait, say it again. Was McGonagall more mad about this fight than the time when Neville lost the list of passwords? The reason I would say yes is because I think that there's more on the line now because back when it was just serious um, trying to get Harry... Voldemort was not back and now Voldemort's back and everything is more and umbrage and more <laughs> no pun intended serious this time <laughs> because no. Voldemort's back umbrage is there the ministry is infiltrating them and they're like trying to you know um make it like she's been so clear to Harry to be like basically like keep your face like keep your nose down like don't don't do anything that's gonna like cause you to be in more trouble than you are because like especially like uh, now umbridge has the power she probably could expel him and that's would be terrible because then harry has no defense if he has to be i don't know i'm torn on that i'm torn on that. i kind of feel like it was neville because like people's lives were in danger in their mind with neville whereas like now this is all about harry for the most part like she wants to protect harry and make sure that he like See, she's I very disagree. angry about Harry in this situation. I mean, and the twins, just because like you know that you're provoking Umbridge. But at the end of the day, all she's doing is banning you from playing a sport. Whereas with Neville, you in her mind at that moment, literally every kid in Gryffindor was put in danger of dying. A because yeah, of him. but yeah, and like that to me they- is a way bigger deal than not being able to play quick. If they were worried about every single student and not Harry, that no one would have been allowed to like leave the castle and go on Hogsmeade's weekends. They were really, really only worried because they knew he was only after Harry. But like now they're worried about the whole wizarding world and half of the people are behind. But you have to think about at that I time, disagree. they thought that Sirius would kill anybody that well, got in would, his way. So would Voldemort. So what's the difference between killing kids and but killing what, everybody, including kids? But what does umbridge but but voldemort's not right there right now you know he's not so strong I get that. at that point she doesn't know how strong he is he's back he's fully back in body and form and they have you know if they're trying to discredit everyone like i i don't know i just think this is worse that's just my opinion i will say that this time mcgonagall is yelling but in third year she was like her voice you know when you disappoint someone instead yeah. of make them yeah. mad her yeah. voice was like what student yeah, he, Neville around. wasn't allowed to That's have the scary password. To me, man. He had to he had to wait until somebody, which is weird to me because you say like, the password say to get it, in yeah, there. <laughs> so right. he was never given like any new passwords or anything. I think all of his Hogsmeads were taken away, and he had like detention, if I remember correctly. Like it was a slew of things. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Marchismo McGee also didn't know at the time that Umbridge had the power to punish students like that, especially when McGonagall usually takes care of her own head of house or like stuff. Umbridge isn't working for Voldy and McGee knows that McGee might be discredited, lose her job, but the kids won't be murdered. 
fair points coming out of Discord. I just think, though, that, mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, they're not, like, there's more to lose with that whole situation with Umbridge and the ministry, like, well, and that, you have to, I just think it's a tougher situation. If Even if Harry, say, worse came to worse and Umbridge had the power to kick Harry out of Hogwarts, where is he going to go? Grimmauld Place. No, he's, he wouldn't go there. They wouldn't let him go there. I guarantee it. He would go there until the school year was over, and then he would have to go back to Privet Drive. I don't think so. Mm, That's a really good question. I thought. He only has to go there once a summer. Did you come to argue? (laughs) (laughs) What are we arguing? I just disagree. That's all. That's fine. And that's okay. Playing the disagreement game. Somebody tell her that red's not really red. Disagree. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Kelly, this is the last one. Kelly asks, make a new wizard phrase that came from muggles. Example, get off your high hippogriff. I have made oh. one. <laughs> Don't intoxicate and apparate. Oh, I know. Yeah, I love did. that one. Oh, let's see. Let the nifflers out of the bag. Oh, that's cute. Sour pumpkin juice. <laughs> Instead of grapes. <laughs> that's a good one. What did you not know that the rubber meets the road? What could we do? When the firebolt hits the sky. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Brandon, get out of here. Yeah, I I was gonna say red for everything. I could get on that color. Uh, Dude, that I color talk about thing. this all the time because mm-hmm. my ride is different from Katie's, mm-hmm. different from Megan's, different from. Ty. So weird. Okay, how many times did we try to explain this to dude, dude. our friend Chris? Dude. And you he get literally, it, Sarah, You get it. Like, yeah, like we've had this conversation. How, like, okay, I was always taught that like that looks like red, but like, what if Tiffany was always taught that looks like red, but she doesn't see it the same way that I see it? What so, like, if you actually see my purple? You know what I mean? But you've always been taught that that's red. Yeah, very but, weird but i've tried to explain this to chris a million times and he's like i just i just don't get it <laughs> i will say though like if 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 she saw this as purple and you saw this like this was her purple and your red you would both know that you see it as a different color so it'd be different shades is what i mean when i say it so like this could be a dark purple to me and to you it's like a different like a blue purple or something you know what I mean that's what I mean not like totally different colors which I guess red is in purple but but what I'm saying is like what if Katie for her entire life has always seen that color as what I see red as but like I know but she was always taught that to be purple but wouldn't you then be like because she's like oh look at that purple thing and you'd be like no it's red no No, because she was always taught that it was purple okay so like to you this is purple. And you go, oh, look at this purple sign. And you're like, no, that's red. So no, 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 no. Marty is considered colorblind. And <laughs> so is my mom. She freaks out when she looks at those things. And we have many disagreements about like colors, what's blue and what's black and what's oh, yeah. green and what's whatever. But that's not the same mean thing. that it would actually be a different color. Like we both see this as purple because it is purple. And for our entire lives, we've been taught that that is purple. And it is. And it is purple. But what if I see purple the way that Meg sees red? But it's purple. But but to her, it's always purple. Say purple again. no question. Purple. Yeah, but if you're talking about it and you that's your red. But she was always taught that it's purple. I'm talking about you are saying it's your red. But she wouldn't disagree with me because she thinks it's called purple. It is purple for both of us. But what if. Does this make sense? <laughs> it's so, so you, both, you both are calling it purple, and to you it's purple. It's just you, it just looks different to you. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's basically what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, do you get it? 
Whatever, green. <laughs> I want to move on. <laughs> well, we're done. Fan story. Wait, wait right. I have a question. Oh, okay. What Go would you? It. What would your punishment be to, the, to them? Say, what does your purple look like? That's gonna be like get out. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I probably would have given them a month of detention because this is pretty bad. Like, but I don't think that they deserved more than uh, than detentions, but probably more. You don't think they deserved a lifetime ban? No, I don't think You're they an, deserved a lifetime You are out of control. She's like, mm, a lifelong ban. It's like, sister, I'm going to live longer than you, so bye. Like, I just, <laughs> it's just so dumb. I still just, think it just meant Hogwarts. <laughs> lifelong does not include Hogwarts. But she has no authority outside of Hogwarts. I don't disagree with you, but I think that's but I just think proving that's genuinely what she thought. I she think meant. she's well, proving she's, she's not. It's going along the lines of her thinking she has total control now. We're very she has the authority <laughs> well, to make the na- them it's never, literally the nature of this never book. play Quidditch again. Oh, it just really makes me laugh <laughs> a right. lot. Do you have any other questions? Why? What would your punishment been? Oh no! Kick off the team for the year. See now, that's a hey. fair. I can understand that. Kick you shouldn't, be, shouldn't be fighting. Because then, if if you don't, then it just opens it up for it to be okay for other people to do it. Uh, I hear that. Because did the did the team get in trouble? Like Slytherin team didn't get the only person that got in trouble crab. was crab, right? Yeah. By writing lines. Okay, if it was Umbridge, probably though, probably not even with was. Umbridge's quill. He probably so wrote two lines. Do you think it was a Bart kind of line or a Harry Potter with Umbridge's oh, quill kind of Bart. line? Oh, Bart. I don't think it was with Umbridge. What do you think his lines would have been? I will not be able. I'll hit. I'll hit with before he catches it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I stole these from you. You can. No, it's fine. <laughs> My glasses are dirty. I think a, I don't disagree with the week, but I also maybe would have been like, you guys got a strict curfew, like no extracurricular activities mm, for that time. Mm-hmm. We or maybe like even up suspended from the next game. Yeah. yeah or like yeah. you can't yeah. even go to practice. A like game no suspension. For yeah. that week or month or whatever. God, you're making me sound like a jerk. No, but I don't disagree with a year. No, like, I, I think they're all yeah. sound. Um, genuinely, what do you think, Crab? What do you think his lines would have been? I was just going to say really quick. I will not I make flagrant flat if, if Tiffany was head of Gryffindor House and she gave them that punishment, I would not argue with it. Correct. I would be like, sounds fair. Yeah. yeah but if it was up to me, I probably would have been like a month of detention and a one game suspension. Because you want to win. What? <laughs> yeah. I know how important Harry Potter what? is on that team. <laughs> what? Um, if you were head of Slytherin, would you give your team any? Yes. Okay. What would you do if it was? The, the same punishment that the Gryffindors got. It would have been identical punishments to everybody involved. Okay. And it would have been Malfoy, Crab. I like your McGonagall approach here. Fairness what? across the board. Well, they were they provoked. Yeah. Even though they but it was even not though Malfoy didn't throw a punch back. Well, it turned it out with the them whole team on singing. Gryffindor is not. He wouldn't have. Anytime Malfoy gets in a confrontation like that, he's not getting physical he's, at he's all. Little... He's, he hides behind his <laughs> word. Egg people. You're not kidding. <laughs> That's a chicken. <laughs> oh, it's going to kill me. I don't think that I would have given a punishment to the entire team. It would have been specific to Malfoy and Crab. It's fine. Just like it was specific on yeah, the Yeah, no, team. I wouldn't punish the And I would team. not have punished fred do you think correct that's just dumb umbers do you think that the the people like singing the song should have been in trouble yes 
Yeah. That's a whole that's a whole team and all of this lower. It's called bullying. They did it more than once yeah. with intent. Yeah, I, I think that you. they would have gotten a different um they would have gotten 30 lashes. The thing is, is it's so hard to Send pinpoint them in the who did it because like what if there was a handful of Slytherins that were like, I'm not here for this and they Do you really didn't think there sing. was? Maybe. How many showed up at the Battle of Hogwarts? I wouldn't oh. have sung that song personally. Like, personally. You, you would not have because you were just a child then okay. and you weren't of age to go to Hogwarts. If I was 15 at this time. In 1995. In 1995. Honest, and I'm not saying you're a mean person, but I think you would have sung the song. I don't and what I mean I by this is like everyone's around you. Everyone knows the lyrics because like Malfoy's it's very been easy people to learn do. it. And like just the whole like the only person at this table I think would not have sang the song would be you. I think I would have accidentally would have like come in my head and be like, what's that tune? Oh my God. Nearly Headless Nick does that later on. (laughs) He's absentmindedly humming it. Oh my God. I don't even remember that. Yeah. So I don't know. It's like it's hard to pinpoint like do you punish the entire house? Yeah, send yeah. them down. And Put I them guess, in the forest. But you I guess that also survive. is no fires for a week. Y'all gonna freeze to death. Now, like, <laughs> now, like the punishment for like Slytherins who were singing, which would have included the rest of the team, and Malfoy would have had to do both punishments and crab, would probably be like a week of detention. Like that is worthy of like a week of detention. Whereas the brawl is a month. You know, sure mm-hmm. brawl brawl. Was he brawling up a chair? <laughs> You're all right. Fan story? Sure. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> this week's fan story comes from Carissa Clymer. Hi, ladies. I've been listening to your podcast for just a few weeks now and just started Chamber of Secrets, so I'm not even close to being caught up, but I want to get my Potter story in before I forget about it. <laughs> My Potter story is a bit different than most in that I didn't read the books growing up. I was raised in a very religious home and my mom wouldn't let me and my younger sisters read the books or watch the movies because of the controversy that she could never explain. <laughs> I was such a goody-goody about following the no Harry Potter rule that my, that my freshman year of high school, I sat in the hall for a week during Spanish, one, because my class was watching the movie in Spanish for language practice, and I told my teacher I wasn't allowed to watch the movies. I later found out my mom wouldn't have minded if I stayed in and watched it, so I could have gotten into Potter a lot sooner. Two years later, in spring of my junior year, I finally decided enough was enough, and I borrowed the first book from the school library. I fully expected my mom to pitch a fit, but she didn't even care. I flew through the books and started watching the movies. This was in 2011, so all the books were out, all the movies, but Deathly Hallows Part 2 were released, so I was able to get the whole story at once. But I sadly missed out on the midnight releases of the books Mm. and midnight premieres of the movies. My sister and dad watched the movies with me, so we all went to the final movie when it came out that summer, even my mom, who was so against Harry Potter when I was a kid. I got my sisters to read the books after we watched all the movies and even convinced my dad to read them a few years ago, which is surprising since he doesn't read much at all. I've read them the most out of my family and as my sisters don't tend to reread books, but there's something so comforting about revisiting characters and a story that I know and love so well that I read the books at least once a year. Yes. I brought the books with me to college and just having the books there, even if I didn't read them, brought me comfort whenever I missed my family or my classes were too challenging. I'm now 26 and have lost count of how many times I've read the series and I'm so excited to read it again as you all go through the series and connect everything to Fantastic Beasts, Cursed Child, which I have yet to dive into, and the other books in the series. Thank you for sharing your love of Harry Potter with us and don't let the muggles get you down. Sincerely, Carissa. Carissa, thank you so much. That's awesome. Thank you. 
And, you know, when I think when I read a story like this and, you know, there's someone that didn't get to do the midnight releases for the books or like all of the movies, it's like what a blessing it was for us to go through that time and to grow with Potter. Everybody yeah. has all these different experiences. Yeah. Like um, some people nowadays can read a book, watch the movie, read a book, watch the movie, read a book, watch the movie. We, we didn't have that. So their experiences like, are so much different it's than like ours. good experiences, but like totally, totally different. Totally different. Yeah. And yeah. I would not trade my experience for the world. But yeah. like, it's just so interesting to see where everybody started. And I'm glad that you gave it a shot. Yeah. Even after like sitting out for that class watching that movie. I also like that your mom grew to like, you know, be more open minded. That's really cool. Yeah. Like your whole family too. And then like now that's something you guys can all share. And that you got to go to the last midnight release. That's, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. And she made me think you, Tiff, because she brought the books <laughs> to college with her. Yeah. Oof. Potter and me at college. It's my saving grace. Right. <laughs> Do you have a joke? Oh, yeah, oh shoot. Sorry, well, go on. Okay. Meg, have I done this one before? Or do you want to get it ruined with me? I do this one. I feel like you did. Oh, man. All right, now I got to find one. All right. Well, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> which Hogwarts master gets the blame for everything that goes wrong? Mm. Professor Snape Goat. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Snape goat. <laughs> you are crazy. Oh my god. It's oh your turn, god. Meg. Yeah. Maybe. Oh shoot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, you can follow us on social media. On Facebook, we are Swish and Flick Podcast, and on Twitter and Instagram, we are at Swish Flickcast. You can follow your hosts on social media. Myself and Katie are on Twitter and Instagram at the Petrus family. Tiffany is on Twitter and Instagram at Tiff Swish underscore flick. And Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. Um, also, if you love this podcast and want to support us, you can be a part of our Patreon, which is found at patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick cast. Patreon gives you access to our recording notes, Discord, um, oh, our Phoenix Plus boxes, which actually those people, people actually should have hopefully been, hopefully have received them by the time this episode has come out. So I'm super excited for you guys to get July's box. It was a lot of fun to design and put together. Um, I'm stoked. So yeah, I'm excited. And we seriously love all of our patrons. You guys are the bomb. I'm dying because I figured out how to help people get points. So I'm trying to get Ravenclaw. To <laughs> I've been doing it too. <laughs> so in our Discord chat, if you want to be a part of that, um, which is super cool and everyone just makes the episodes even more fun. We can we have a house cup going on, so um, if we like, <laughs> this is new, which is why yeah. it's like super exciting this week. If we uh, particularly, you, I don't even know where anything is. If we particularly love something you may have said, we can give a little thumbs up reaction, and that will give you points. So. Oh come on, Slytherins, oh. we're behind. We're behind. Currently, someone tell me how to delete them. What? <laughs> <laughs> is it just a thumbs up? 
Or is yeah. it any reaction? No, I think it's just a thumbs up. That's hilarious. Emily is just Oh, a thumbs down. That's right. Thank you. A thumbs down. Comments. <laughs> Sarah, what? you're evil. <laughs> Vinny told me, so hey. <laughs> Vinny's also evil. Sorry, I'm, I'm unlocking some of yourself. <laughs> Get out of here. All right, we need to end this episode. <laughs> um... What am I doing? Currently reading The Eye of the World. I actually think last time we recorded, I was on like chapter four. Ooh, I'm doing? on chapter 19. Just like we are now. Hey. Um, it's very good. I bought myself a new bookmark and I bought Sasa a new bookmark because she was using a candy wrapper and I wasn't going to have that. <laughs> um, yeah. So She's not wrong. Just swimming a lot and playing outside and having a good time having a good time having a good time all right may what are you doing everything oh my gosh we're moving in two days from the day that this is recorded which is insane uh so we've been very busy bees with trying to figure out just everything just everything nice. our pod is on its way but the thing is is like there's all these little things that you just like forget <sighs> those little things are the worst. and they've added up to be like way more than i wanted and now they are just uh being little pains in the butts so <laughs> like we forgot to pack our iron you right know, but the ironing like, board's in there in like my my hair dryer things yeah like i should have packed those in there I know, now and now they're the now i have to fit them in the car and i'm like oh, oh man. i don't have room in the car i have to have cats in the car i have to have a litter box in the car i have to have cat food in the car i have to have my clothes in the car i have to have my mother in the car with her <laughs> clothes and her dang fan that she has to take everywhere what fan she needs a fan everywhere she, she goes i love her she has a ceiling fan right kate i'm just hey i'm just saying if it don't fit it don't fit <laughs> <laughs> all right oh boy yeah life's been interesting but i'm excited on to the next adventure yes and me and my were talking about this yesterday it's like I, we just feel really good and it's like yeah it's bittersweet because we're gonna miss people obviously but like I'm so confident in our friendships that we have and our family and all that like nothing's going to change yeah it's all good it's all it's for a very an exciting time yeah it's just um it's just one of those like people around us are sad and like it's not that I'm not sad it's just that my she doesn't care about our feelings. Oh my no, my excitement is just like <laughs> overwhelming right now. So such a danger noodle. I told Meg, I was like, I'll probably have a date that I'm like yeah. real sad. And I will too. Like that always like, do you remember? <laughs> do you remember the the day that we moved into college? It yes. was the first <laughs> night. It was yes. the first night. My parents dropped us off. It was my mom and dad. They drove us. And they left and it was the first night and I just laid on the bed and I started crying and I was like, I miss my mom. I just want to go home. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have one of those days. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it'll just happen. Yeah, I will. And you go cry it out and it'll all be good. And... Thousand percent. But it's it'll be good. So, yeah. 
<sighs> Kate, I assume your answer is the same. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. But also, anybody who's in the Discord, if you have ways to help us stay um, engaged for 17 hours on the road, oh, please send them to us. Podcasts, music that we should listen to, ideas, games that you have to play on the road. Tell them to us. Oh, I'm you can play cow poker. Oh my God. <laughs> this might be a game that my family made up, but like you each take one side of the car. So oh, Jonathan Van Ness plays that with And you family. count the you count the car the cows that you see. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know why, but like when you get um <laughs> when you cross a cemetery on your side, then you lose all your cows. Yep. Yeah. Okay. He okay. plays that game. I heard I'm, it on his podcast. <laughs> I'm so I not love only. him. So sometimes much. this is really ridiculous, but sometimes we play tree poker. So you see a million trees, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Meg, we can continue our license plate game because we still have some that we haven't yes, seen. Yes, we're missing a couple. We have I had downloaded an app so that we could like mark off every license plate from all the states. We only have maybe like 15 left. Maybe yeah. we'll finish it. Also, yeah, we probably will go live at some point in the car because that always keeps us like it will. It gives you a and my mom will probably be in the background being like, what are you doing? Yeah. Who are you talking to? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's all I got, though. Yep. Oh, sorry. Yeah, actually, it was Katie who was talking, but then I took it over again. So I'm sorry. It's okay. It's all we got, babe. Go ahead. Um, I literally am doing nothing. Um, uh, This week that we're recording is a heavy week for me. So I'm taking a test that hopefully I will pass and do well to get into nursing school. And I finished The Great Hunt, which is the second Wheel of Time series book. Um, And then (laughs) what in the actual heck happened? What? What? Slytherin is now in first place with 580 points. Oh Heck yeah. God. You guys are garbage. <laughs> We're in second place. You're third or nothing, babe. Don't worry. Yeah. Gryffindor's in last place. Uh yeah. So um I'm just I'm I'm gonna read the third book. Um taking this test for hopefully to get into nursing school. Um work is work, life is life. Um, and then just please keep me, well, really my mom and my family in your prayers, thoughts, good feelings, all that fun stuff. That's about it. I lead a boring life, which, Hey, I'm all right with. That's all we got. That's all she wrote. Awesome. Okay. Well, we'll see you on the other side in Florida (laughs) from the other side of a screen next time. I know it's still going to be fun. Yeah. No, it'll be, be great. I'm We're gonna make sure we take time to like still hang out. Yes. Yes. It'll be okay. Well, we wish you both the best, obviously. Mm-hmm. My best friends are moving to Florida. I love you. Guys. You have a vacation home in Florida. I got a vacation home now. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> you won't even have to pay into. Oh my oh, god. It's like some super <laughs> exclusive club. All right. Well, uh, I would like to do this one for Megan and Katie. Oh, you're welcome so that concludes this week's episode thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down (gasps) amazing just my voice (laughs) which ooch 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 ouch ooch I was gonna say ouch and then I said ooh and I don't know what I said
laughing. That sounds like a Midwestern thing. Ooch! Ooch! Ooch. <laughs> Excuse me. What? <laughs> oh, just gonna squeeze right past you. Anywho, it hit him so ranch. hard that he. What? Sorry. No, I'm over all of you. Do you want to just start again? Oh, no, go ahead. No. So let's get weird. <laughs> What, what secrets do you want to know? You guys can hear, and we won't. No one else will ever know. <laughs> oh wait, I think I was into my armpit. <laughs> Is it in there? Is it in there? Zoom in on it. You're so funny, Tiffany. Somebody sing it. What is it? Da 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 da. Da 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 da. What for you? I think I'm gonna put this. Easter is just around the corner, and what better way to celebrate the spring season than with a Miki Couture blanket? Whether you're gathering with family for an Easter egg hunt or just enjoying a quiet day at home, Minky blankets are the perfect addition to your Easter festivities. Made with ultra-soft and luxurious materials, these blankets will keep you cozy and comfortable, while their stylish designs will add a touch of spring to your day. And with a wide range of colors and patterns to choose from, there's a Minky blanket for everyone. So this Easter, make your day even brighter with a Minky Couture blanket. Head to MinkyCouture.com now and find your perfect blanket just in time for Easter. Happy Easter from Minky Couture. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.